Welcome to the second podcast. This is I Want to Party with Bob. My name is Bob, and welcome. I think I already said welcome. Anyways, you know, I, let me apologize in advance because I had two large coffees this afternoon, and I'm I'm going to say something real quick. Like, I, you know what? I, coffee fucks me up. Like, I, I get gnarly jittery and talkative and it's you know it's kind of good to be talkative when you're trying to do a podcast I guess right yeah I mean it's logical uh anyways this time around we're gonna switch gears I know last time I talked a little bit about Star Wars and Disneyland I was gonna talk about Disneyland again this time but I got talked out of it and that's probably a good thing because you know no sense in uh flogging a dead horse over here we're gonna talk tonight about Calico Ghost Town, which is kind of a theme parky place in a way, but it's pretty cool. It's something uh, you don't get to see all the time because, you know, there's not many ghost towns around. Uh, I spent, you know, this last year, we went camping there as a family, my wife and my son. Uh, hung out in the town a lot you know we went up there around the holidays as well just for the day and that's after we did that we decided well let's go uh camping they have a huge campground really nice campground with a bunch of cabins and stuff it's really really cool um it is in the middle of the desert it's actually just a little bit east of barstow about 10 miles in the middle of the mojave desert excuse me for a second uh whoa okay So I did switch from, just for the record, I did switch from coffee earlier to um, Sapporo, which is one of my favorite beers. So it is truly party time with Bob, apparently. Um, Because not only am I, like, got this gnarly, like, caffeine thing going on, but, you know, now I'm drinking a couple beers. But anyways, I I don't know why else we would call it. I want to party with Bob if I'm not going to party a little bit. That would be kind of redundant to not party I guess I I don't know you know uh let's just say it's something I like to do every once in a while you know you don't get your own song and that's what the where the I want to party with Bob thing comes from by the way is that's my song and you know what how many of you guys have your own song well I do and I'm not trying to sound cocky but it's it's a true statement just ask the five people that know the song all right cool Let's move on. Calico Ghost Town. Like I said, it's about 10 miles east of Barstow in the Mojave Desert. Um, Here's some little factoids about it. It was founded in March of 1881. Uh, It's a a huge silver deposit in, in, in the whole area and also borax. But the first thing that they really went after was silver. And they're literally like hundreds of mines in this general area of Calico. The name Calico, the name of the town, they they had a bunch of different ideas, I guess, like the people who kind of lived around there, they had several ideas for what they were going to call the town when they founded it. Um, you know, these prospectors or whatever, and the name that stuck was Calico. Now Calico, you know, I first saw Calico like a Calico cat, right? Because the hills are kind of multicolored all around the town. And I thought, eh, you know, like Calico Cat. It kind of looks like that, I guess. But really, it's named after Calico Skirts. 
that were in fashion in like the 1800s, especially like around the 1880s, um, which is kind of a floral print, slightly colorful, like a cotton skirt that a lot of ladies at the time wore. So there you go. Um, in 1951, Walter Knott of Knott's Berry Farm fame, the guy who started Knott's Berry Farm or whatever, he started restoring the town. There wasn't much left of it by then. I mean, it's like baking, baking hot out there. It is, after all, in the middle of the desert. So I think when he started restoring it, there were only five buildings that were still somewhat um, intact, more or less. And he built new buildings, um, restored the old buildings, and tried to kind of start like a little theme parky thing out there. Um, he would have like Roy Rogers came out there and played some songs and he'd have like private parties out there. It was kind of like, I think a borderline, his, his little private retreat and also a place he'd take his friends. And also he tried to, um, kind of make it an attraction along with his berry farm, which I think at the time, like in the fifties, Knott's Berry Farm was literally just like a berry farm at a restaurant or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I'm sure right now there's not a comment section on my webpage because I have no fucking idea how to use my webpage. I'm getting help with that. So, you know, bear with me a little bit. Um, the uh, So getting back to, to Walter Knott's involvement with it, he kind of restored, built new buildings, restored existing buildings. Um, you know, they, they there's like a saloon and restaurants. And this is, again, back in the 60s. Well, I guess apparently he got tired of it in 1966. He donated the town to the county of San Bernardino. And they've since operated it as more or less like a tourist attraction. And they had like a big campground there. And it's a really cool place. I I honestly, I can't recommend it enough. Like I, me and the family, we've had a great time both times we went out there, Um, you know, camping in the desert is really only cool from say like late October until early May because beyond that it's so stupid ridiculously hot it's not worth being out in the desert the only people that are usually out there are people that like I don't know they're like from another planet it's a strange place yeah the desert I don't know about the desert it's a serene kind of strange beauty because there's nothing around. It's so desolate and kind of weird looking, you know, it, like it looks like another planet. There's like, no, there isn't shit. I mean, there's, there's life plenty, I guess, you know, but the only things I see are like just a bunch of rocks, I, whatever. I think it takes a certain kind of person to want to hang out and be out in the desert and those certain type of people usually have a really bad meth problem Uh, anyway you know I don't want to start this off on a negative foot because really the Calico Ghost Town is a super cool place I really really love it so let's talk a little bit about that it mostly what I want to talk about rather than say like just the ghost town aspect of it is the the actual ghost part because what's a ghost town without some ghosts and supposedly this place is super haunted i mean there's like ghosts everywhere absolutely everywhere to where every building that's there even like the newer buildings that were built in the 50s 
there are ghosts chilling out. So kind of a bummer if you ask me if, if you die and you're like, well, fuck, I'm going to hang out in this old shack in the middle of the desert. What now? You like, that's like a tweaker ghost. Like what? Why? What are you doing in the middle of the desert? Like catch a ride, go to town, man. Go. I, for me, look at, for me personally, you know where I would want to be a ghost more than any place else? It would be Disneyland for sure, because there'd be so much to do. You know, like go on rides when everybody's gone. Maybe you could turn the power on. I don't know. Do ghosts have the ability to like physically manipulate objects? They do if they're poltergeists. I I know that. Right? Remember that tree in the poltergeist movie? That was like seriously doing some damage to that house so I guess I I don't know anyways it's a strange place I've never seen anything the two times we've been out there recently but I got some weird feelings when we were hanging out in the cemetery and who doesn't when you go to a cemetery why would you not feel weird right like what and besides what are you doing hanging out in a cemetery well it's not like it's a super cool place to hang out it's pretty sad, really, because you're wandering around where there's a bunch of dead people. Um, not exactly an ideal spot for a good time, I guess. It, you know, uh, it could be. I guess I don't know. You know, I, I uh, let's go back. I, I have partied in cemeteries before. It 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 is a thing that I would do from time to time. It wasn't anything that I ever really like. Said, hey, I got a great idea, friends. Let's go drink a shitload of beer in a cemetery. It'll be awesome. It was just always kind of something that would happen, you know, because you know what? I think the main reason is nobody will bother you in a cemetery unless that there's some like creepy groundskeeper that lives in a shed there or something. But that's kind of Scooby-Doo level shit right there, I think. Um, but we, we did actually cruise around the cemetery when we went camping there recently. Um, we cruised around the cemetery, took a bunch of pictures. It was really cool in a way because it was... Southern California had this weird like super bloom in the desert because we got so much rain. So there were kind of flowers all over the place where normally there are no flowers. Um, so it was really pretty and cool, but it's still very desolate. And then when we were hanging out in the cemetery, I kind of walked away from my wife and son and took a bunch of pictures and just kind of um, was absorbing this, my surroundings, you know, and it was pretty creepy and gnarly. There are people who were buried there who not only lived there back in the 1800s when it was an actual town because now I think I don't know there's like five people that live there or something again if anybody listens to this that knows Calico better than me which is a lot of people um, because people are strangely kind of obsessed with this place but there are you know people who are buried there who just fell in love with the place and moved there and lived there and died there um as far back as like you know or I shouldn't say as far back as recently as like the 1980s so anyways um you know the town was founded mostly as a silver mine the price of silver I guess dropped um at some point and then everybody kind of bailed but then they there was also borax there which was a big thing in the California deserts like Death Valley was a an area where 
borax was mined and it was used for like soap basically i think for like laundry detergent and stuff like that maybe some other things too i'm not really sure i'm not an expert on borax i don't there i'm sure there are people who are like a geologist you know that they would be an expert on borax but they mined a shit ton of borax and silver there and when there are other like easy maybe easier spots to get to or different types of materials were used for like soaps and stuff they bailed on the borax too so um the when we went camping there let me say this all right we we it was spring break the kid was out of school um we had been talking about doing it and we go oh let's do it you know it'll be nice there's a a lot of people go out there and camp and bring their trailers with their like you know their dune buggy type things razor things or whatever they're called i don't know i'm not you know one of those people that does that and it's cool whatever i i'm not against it or opposed to it or anything it's just not my thing and then you know motorcycles four-wheelers you know dirt bikes i guess you would call them not motorcycles it's not like you're gonna ride like a harley out in the rocks in the desert maybe you will i don't know maybe you're got a giant american flag hanging from the back of it and you're listening to leonard skinner too i have no fucking idea um good for you you know go trump i don't know uh hang on just a sec you know i i gotta kind of pause for a second well i hope that wasn't too awkward but anyways um camping was pretty cool but it was weird we showed up on a sunday and when we got to the campground we got there fairly early in the morning there were a ton of people there with trailers and all their off-road toys and all this stuff and I was like, "Whoa, wow, this is going to be kind of crazy tonight. Like there's looks like there's a lot of people here." And what we did, it's really cool. They have a, a whole bunch of little cabins with um a bunk bed and then like a full-size bed in the cabin. They're air-conditioned. They're super nice. They have a fire pit right out front, a barbecue grill right out front. Um picnic table like really like a the awesome awesomest place to camp if you're going to go out to the desert you know it it's there are a lot of comforts there which is cool um so you know we went to the ghost town when we first got there because we couldn't get into our cabin yet not till later in the day and cruised around and then by the time it was time to actually check in we drive back to the campground and there was literally zero people there and i think there's over a hundred campsites and there were zero zero people camping there and I man I'm telling you like I got pretty creeped out just thinking oh Jesus like what are we gonna be the only people here tonight so this is early in the day I mean this is probably like one in the afternoon or something like that so we set up camp camp we were in a cabin so is that glamping I don't know would you call that glamping or camping to me it was a little both I guess no, nah, it wasn't really camping because we were sleeping inside like a bunch of, you know, city baby people. Um, so we we set up our all of our stuff and we're hanging out and, you know, by like five o'clock, there's nobody's rolling in, um, you know, six, seven, eight. It's already dark at eight o'clock at that time. And there's nobody so we're completely alone in this huge campground 
and that was one of the weirdest, eeriest experiences. And I'm going to tell you what, I I was, it's really close to the Calico Cemetery where the campground is. And we had cruised around there earlier, like I was saying, but, um, so I was kind of creeped out like, oh, you know, there's, I wonder if we'll see a ghost like, oh God. And I'm, I'm a giant pussy because I, I, I always say like, oh dude, I totally, I'm really interested. By the way, this is kind of why I'm talking about Calico a little bit besides my recent trip there. I'm really interested in the paranormal and like ghosts and all that stuff. And I definitely do believe in ghosts, you know, for the record. I don't know if they exist for sure because I'm not really positive I've ever seen one. Maybe I've seen some weird lights. Um, I know my wife has definitely seen some things that she's told me about like some lights and I've even seen pictures she's taken of certain things and I go oh you know that oh, maybe that is a ghost I don't know it's like an orb of light floating around in a room where there's no other source of light you know there's no other rational explanation for this light being there is it a trick I don't know maybe it is of like lighting and whatever maybe it is I have no idea um but I'm curious you know I, I always say like yeah I, I would like to have like an experience where I could say a hundred percent with a hundred percent like uh, uh honesty like yes I have seen a ghost yes they do exist for sure no doubt however that night when we were at the campground I was like god damn it I hope no ghosts show up because I am like kind of scared shitless so you know any though there we go that's well welcome to the hypocritical side of Bob um, so I honestly, you know, let, let me just backtrack a little bit. I think I was probably more scared of like desert tweaker raiders coming out and messing with us than anything else. You know, like, dude, those guys, I'm telling you dude, like math, it does weird things to people's brains. And I'm picturing like this Mad Max shit, somebody rolling up in like a semi with spikes welded to the grill you know, trying to take my Beyond Burger. Um, and fuck everything about that, because that shit's mine. You can't have it. Anyways. Uh, so let's go back. You know, so anyway, that well, the night did pass um, uneventfully. You know, we camped, we ate, we went to our cabin. You know, we had the AC fired up, even though it wasn't really that hot out there. It was only like in the 80s during the day. It was in April, so it was super mellow. Um, slept great, had a great night, woke up in the morning still no people around there was a, like there was a ranger parked at the gate of the entrance to the ghost town kind of parking area um and he was there all night i'm sure he was probably sleeping in his truck i don't know what he was doing he was watching youtube videos of like garth brooks or something i don't know um but you know we got up had, kind of had breakfast and then bailed it was cool it was really restful once I woke up in the morning and found out we had survived the night. You know, I was then I was pretty cool with it, and then we cruised all around. And I do have to say this about the campground: it, you know, this is no, by no means like a Yelp review or trying to turn you off from the place. But there was more fucking trash on the ground in that campground than I've ever seen anywhere. Like, you know, all these people are bitching these days about like San Francisco, saying, "Oh, there are people shitting in the streets," and there are bums everywhere leaving trash and i'm like you you know what you should go to calico campground because there's like human shit in places where it's not supposed to be there's trash like everywhere 
like old broken toys. And I'm like, dude, do they pay like a ranger to come out here and clean this shit up? If they do, they need to reevaluate his position within their organization because there was shit everywhere. I mean, I couldn't kind of couldn't believe it. There's like broken glass and bottle caps. I'm like, oh, you know, these guys are out here partying. Well, cool. Well, I don't know. I was taught always when you go camping, what's the expression? You say, um, like, leave it cleaner than you found it or something like that. You know, don't take anything other than pictures. Oh, that's a clever one. Ha <laughs> um, You know, I, I, but I'm respectful of like nature and camping and all that stuff. You know, take your trash with you when you go. Don't leave a bunch of shit all over the place. If you're going to do fireworks, you know, good for you. But pick up, like, the paper. Don't leave a mess everywhere. Because it was kind of nasty, man. It was kind of gross. But it was still in that weird desert way, kind of serenely beautiful. Okay? Um, Do I feel any closer to God from that experience? No. I, I don't know. You know, I should I? I think a lot of people think that when you go out to the desert, maybe you're going to get a little closer to Jesus or something. But... I don't know why, other than that he's... Okay, now, at this point, it's really kind of that mixture of the Sapporo and the coffee talking, where I'm becoming more or less like a babbling idiot. So I'm going to try and stay more on track here. Um, so let's let's move on. So, the town. The actual town itself is really cool. You park in a big parking lot, like if you're just visiting for the day or whatever, you park in this big parking lot... And you walk in, there's, you know, signs, welcome to Calico, now get the hell out. No, it doesn't say that, but um, you get there and and there's like, there's a bunch of little shops. Um, there are a couple of restaurants. There's like a saloon, which the saloon is pr- supposedly super haunted, I guess. Like people have heard the sound of like people playing cards and talking going, ha ha ha, boy, Wild Bill, that was a hell of a tale you just spun. Is that how people talked back then? Maybe it was. I wasn't alive then, so I have no idea. Um, But there's like a series of attractions there, too. They're pretty cool. This is where kind of the theme parky side of Calico comes in. There's like a train, a little train that cruises all around. It's like a 10-minute ride, and they kind of show you different, you know, mining locations. Um, By the way, where there are literally, like, like I think I said at the beginning... There are hundreds of mines in the area. There are signs everywhere like do not enter old mine shafts because, motherfucker, you could die. Like, really easy out there. So I'm eagle-eye with the kid. I mean, he's now, you know, he's six. Well, he was actually six. Oh, no, actually, I'm sorry. He was five the first time I went there. Six, that doesn't matter. I don't even know why I'm telling you that. that. Who cares? He's a little kid. Anyways, I'm totally helicopter dad at this place because I'm like, dude, you know, he's not big on running off, but he's a little boy. He's an explorer. He likes to check things out. So I'm always like stick pretty close to the kid. Um, anyway, the train kind of goes around, you check a bunch of stuff out, you know, it's narrated and it's one of those things where it's like, welcome to the Calico mines. And over here you see, you know, and that's cool. It, it, kind of gives you the idea um that they hired some guy that was an aspiring country singer to and didn't make it you know to record it do the voiceover thing um but anyways um after the 
train ride, there's all kinds of, there's a, a mine tour. It's called the Maggie Mine. It was one of the uh, most productive silver mines in the area. And that's really cool. And that, okay, that is really the only place in Calico that I felt creeped out where it's like, well, maybe I did feel something supernatural. Um, maybe. Or it could just be that you're kind of not really super far underground, but you, it goes more or less into the side of this big hill and then comes out and you have to go up, I'd say, you know, maybe about 30 feet or so at the very end of the tunnel. The, the tunnel is completely straight and flat more or less. Like it doesn't go down, doesn't go up, doesn't do anything. Um, you know, so at the end of the tunnel, you go up about a 30 foot staircase or so to get out. Um, but maybe that eerie, creepy feeling I got was just from being like claustrophobic and underground. And I'm normally not claustrophobic, but when you're underground, you do kind of get it. It's not natural, you know. It's like humans weren't really meant to live like mole people underground. I guess I don't think I was any or am. Maybe some people are. People are fucking weird, you know. Um. So. And also, you know, the other reason why the mines are creepy, and this is kind of a um, a whole kind of theme all throughout the town. There are weird old, like, mannequins that are dressed in, like, period clothing, like, you know, Miner 49er. Remember him from Scooby-Doo? Um, that was creepy shit. I mean, you know, they don't make them like they used to. And even though Scooby-Doo is one of those Hanna-Barbera, like, cheap cheaply produced cartoons it's pretty rad i actually i have the first two seasons and i go man i watched this when i was a kid no wonder i'm so fucked up now um because that shit is pretty creepy but you know so anyways they have all these weird mannequins scattered about like oh they show like their living quarters you know and there's like always there's always a bible in every room and how like you know in the 1800s we we had humanity had kind of you know had, we were moving into the industrial age and um, things were definitely, people were a little bit more educated maybe, but still definitely not as educated as they are today, obviously. But it, there was this like, still religion like permeated everybody's life. And it's like, you know, I guess when you think about it, if you weren't religious then, well, you're, I'm sure you didn't have much of a social life. Maybe I don't know. Like people would shun you because you're a heretic. I mean, look, they were fuck. They were sh like killing Mormons because they didn't believe in the same God as their Bible. You know, so I and we're still mixed up with that bullshit. And that it, it, totally off subject here, but that blows my mind. It's like, God damn it! I don't think humanity is ever going to grow up to the point where we're not like basically scared children shivering in the dark. You know, looking for help from somebody that's bigger and stronger than us anyway let's move on um so weird mannequins everywhere that's probably another reason why the mind tunnel is so creepy because there's like you know just and that the faces you know they it's like disney is pretty good with their animatronics like the way their faces look and everything they actually look fairly realistic they don't look bad um they still look a little weird, but like Walter, not man. That's why he lost to Disney. That's why so many more people go to Disneyland because that guy, those people, they couldn't make like a human-looking figure look anything truly like remotely 100% human. They they look fucking weird. 
and creepy as shit. Okay, so after the mine, um, there are a couple other attractions there. There's like a gold panning thing you can do, and that is tedious. And I would only recommend it if you your kid has a lot of energy and you're like, here, you go do this. I'm going to go like have a beer at the saloon and smoke or something, you know, while you do this because I'm not doing this shit again. It, you're the, For 20 minutes, you're swishing this pan with dirt in it around and it's for like a couple flakes of like you know fool's gold or something like and they're oh no it's real gold yeah my ass it is that's not you can't it's not in any kind of amount you can sell so what the fuck it's not worth anything they they give you it in a little baggie and again you know here we go back it comes in a little tiny baggie that is startlingly like the baggies that you know people buy meth in so it's the desert meth connection is really strong um I I don't know. Um, so gold panning, all right, don't do it. It lame. Um, there's a place called the Mystery Shack that has a bunch of weird little attractions. Like there's a room where the floor is tilted and there's a chair and it's you can't get out of the chair. They're like, they'll pick a volunteer from the crowd. You go through in a tour of about, I think like 20 people um, and they'll grab certain people from out and they're, they're telling all these silly stories as you go through. Now, the man who built the shack's name was Jebediah uh, Romaninsky or something, you know. Okay. And his wife lived here and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, like, this is her chair. And I bet you she's sitting on you right now and you can't get out of the chair. Well, you can't get out of the chair because it's on, like, an angled floor. And you have to use your arms to get out of it. And they're, like, daring. There's a bunch of crap like this. You know, at the end of the tour, he's like, now I want you to see. And, by the way, let me just say as an aside, the first... We don't. We only did this mystery shack tour the very first time we went there around the holidays of 2018, um, and the dude who led us on the tour, younger guy, like you know, early 20s. Um, they're he's dressed in like you know a cowboy outfit. He had, in fact, he, he was a pretty honest cowboy because he had a pack of Marlboro Reds in his flannel shirt pocket, just poking out, and the dude smelled like he just smoked like the whole pack, and he was high as a fucking kite i mean this dude was so high his eyes were bright red and he was like and now we're gonna go it was like dude you know what did you do on break time oh i'm sure you smoked a shitload of weed which is good i have no problem with it maybe it's not good i don't know i don't have a problem with it i don't do it myself and that's the truth that is 100 the truth um but yeah, he was hiring shit. So at the end of the tour, he's like, now you're going to see uh, Calico's albino bat. It's the rarest bat in existence. Well, it's a baseball bat that's painted white in a cage. Ha ha ha. It's a white bat. Get it? Okay. That's, you know, I, I do appreciate shit like that. It's like a dad joke thing. You know, bad dad jokes are great. Um, let me do tell you one thing, though, I, you know, over by the Maggie Mine, the mine tour, there is a really cool little shop. It's called the Bottle Shop. And inside, it's all like horror themed stuff. Like, you know, I, I got the wallet that I have now. It's got like a embroidered Frankenstein on the on the the top of the wallet or whatever. They got a, a bunch of really cool stuff. I got, you know, that the cool bandana that I put in my butt pocket, you know, so I look kind of kind of tough. It makes me look a little tough. Um, you know, I got that there. It's like got a bunch of skulls on it and stuff. And 
There's other cool stuff. You know, there's some pretty lame stuff. They sell knives there, which is weird. It's like, well, you know, welcome to the horror shop. Here, here's something you can kill somebody with. Oh, great. Well, that's exactly what I was looking for because, fuck, you're dead. You know, that's kind of strange. But uh, there's also some lame, like these canes, right? Like that only the worst, like, goth would ever invest in that's got, like, a gnarly, like, skull head. Or I don't even think a goth would buy that. You know, some kid that lives in, like, Temecula or something would have something like that when he goes to hang out in front of Starbucks with his friends. Like, look at me. I'm goth yeah so uh so i do like the bottle shop though because i have gotten a few cool things there my son actually got um he was jealous of my frankenstein wallet so he got like a he got a frankenstein wallet the first time we got there promptly left it in like i think we went to disneyland like a month or so after we our first visit to calico left it in our hotel room so when we went back to calico in april he got a new wallet and it's like a, a spider web with a little spider on it. It's pretty cool. I like it though. Yeah, I like shit like that. Um, so, real briefly, my God, I have been talking for a pretty long time. I I guess I'm all right with podcasting because I I just I go and go and go and kind of don't stop. So, um, I'll talk briefly about some of the ghosts that are known to be there. And my resource for this is a gentleman by the name of Bill Cook. Um, who actually lived at Calico for a while. I don't know if he still does. I'm not sure. You know, I, I don't haven't done that much research because I'm lazy. Uh, he wrote a book. I bought it at Calico. They have a cool, also, you know, side note, they have a cool bookstore in Calico um, that has all kinds of interesting little books, you know, and I, I bought two books there. One is like uh, Ghosts of uh, Route 66 book, and then one was this gentleman, Bill Cook's book, which is called, surprisingly enough, Bill Cook's Ghostly Guide to Calico Ghost Town. Now, Bill Cook also runs a uh, a ghost tour, I believe, in October of every year, like around you know the, the entire month of October at night. You can pay; it's cheap. I mean, from what I saw, I think it's only like twenty bucks a person or something like that, and it's only up to groups of like ten or twenty or something. Um, and I think I'm going to do it in October. I I would like to because. You know his book is pretty rad. I, he there, he talks about every building in town, every like location in town, and according to him, um, almost every single spot of dirt in this town is haunted. And I kind of I believe it. Like I said, you know I do believe in ghosts, though I've never had the personal experience. If you don't, cool. I don't care. It's that's your business. You know, um, you probably think the earth is flat too. So fuck yourself. Um, anyway, the. Uh, if you don't believe in ghosts, that is. But so here's a couple spots that that Bill Cook claims are haunted, and again, I don't have much doubt about. It. There's a place called Lil's Saloon, um, which is an old saloon in town. I don't know if that's one of the original buildings or if that's one that was restored. But people have claimed to have heard like people playing card games and like glasses clinking and different things like that. Um, the schoolhouse, apparently, and the schoolhouse, I believe, was built on the site of the original schoolhouse from the 1800s, the late 1800s. Um, it's since been rebuilt, and you know, it's it's looks like a genuine schoolhouse from that time or whatever. That area is supposed to be super haunted. There's um, a, a, the ghost of an 11 year old girl that people have actually talked to. Um, there is. The, the last teacher, a lady named Margaret Kincaid Oliver, 
um, the very last teacher in the schoolhouse at Calico. She taught in the years 1898 and 1899. Um, her ghost people have also claimed to actually had conversations with, like they're saying, oh, you know, we saw this lady and she was dressed in like a period costume. Well, yeah, because she's a ghost and maybe that's what she wore in everyday life, I guess. And um, she's been seen around that the, the schoolhouse and I guess around town a little bit. Um, one definite character of note there's a dude who's now okay going back a little bit margaret kincaid oliver is buried at calico you know because she was one of those people that truly just loved absolutely loved the town um another guy that absolutely loved the town and lived there was a gentleman by the name of tumbleweed harris um he's buried in the cemetery there he died in 1979 um he was a marshal that walter not hired in the 1950s and people have seen his ghost kind of all over town. Like, I guess he kind of wanders around town, um, you know, doing the Marshall thing, whatever they do. Like, you know, I don't, howdy, partner. Uh, you wouldn't happen to have any contraband there, would you? You know, the cops are cops, dude. That's how they act. So, um, but supposedly he's a really good guy. His, you know, I have pictures of um, his headstone because he's kind of a legend in Calico. We, you know, there's like signs and information and like plaques about him kind of all over town. So, um, whatever. Anyways, um, another ghost that is supposedly lives in Calico is of a dog. Now this dog was named Dorsey. He was the only, he was in Calico. He delivered the mail, um, sometime during the 1880s. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, 1883 to 1885. They would, like load him up with mail. He had a specially designed pack. They put the mail and he'd cruise like basically from one end of town to the other, giving people their mail. He was the only dog for the United States postal service. That was actually like an official mail carrier in history, which is pretty interesting. I mean, Disney, I guess did um, a short about him. And then also Kenny Rogers of all people before he owned the chicken restaurant, which I don't know if that Kenny Rogers roasted chicken or something, right? Um, Kenny Rogers did a song about Dorsey the Mail Dog, but people have reported seeing his ghost at Calico. So I've never really heard much of a um, a dog ghost. And that kind of puts into question, like if there are ghosts of dogs, well, then where does this concept of the soul and everything go? That kind of throws that shit right out the window, doesn't it? Because that means like a dog, right? Is, is a ghost not supposed to be like your soul's like, well, you can't, we can't, uh, you know, I don't want to leave. I have unfinished business or I was killed prematurely. So my soul is stuck here. Well, does a dog have a soul then? If its ghost is still cruising around Calico, dropping off um, your discreetly wrapped pornography to, you know, your house in Calico. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that about does it for Calico. Uh, I would say if you get a chance, I would really honestly go. I, I, I look forward to going back. I, I had a great time both times we were there recently. Um, super fun, super cool getaway. You know, it, unfortunately it's about three, three and a half hours from where we live. Cause it's way out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Have you ever been to Barstow? What's Barstow known for? Like, it's a place where you stop to pee and and get a Coke on the way to Vegas. You know? It's pretty far away. 
but it's worth going. I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, before I go tonight and call this podcast good, that's me shuffling papers. You hear that? I make notes. I my shit is I'm prepared. I'm ready to go here. You know, I should probably work for like MSNBC or something as a reporter because I'm I'm pretty good at this. Um, before we go, I would like to say one thing. You know, I had the podcasting thing. The technical side of it is a pain in the ass. I'm a drummer. Um, I know jack shit about sound and technology other than you know click on facebook hit the little like button and talk shit to people about politics every once in a while I put pictures on instagram you know cool um yeah so i getting into this podcasting thing is gnarly like i have no idea how to do recording and all that stuff and i have had a lot of help um two people have helped me immensely really and i'm gonna give them props right now um my buddy davy been in a band with a dude for like 27 something years uh, he helped me immensely with this um, also I had a friend Sean Walsh came over and helped me the other night did a great job got me set up um, really helped me out immensely so I'm gonna throw him a little uh, you know commercial for AMX music that's where Sean works he's a guitar teacher there he actually teaches my son guitar, and my son has learned a lot from him. He also taught my, taught my uh, sister-in-law, and she's a phenomenal guitarist. So the dude's good, man. He's great with um, – he's a recording engineer. He does all kinds of stuff. So if you need guitar lessons or you want to buy some music stuff, well, why don't you go see Sean Walsh at AMX Music. AMX Music, that's at 1279 Encinitas Boulevard in Encinitas, California, Encinitas by the Sea. It's a beautiful place. Um, they can be reached at 760. This is a phone number, by the way. 760-632-1024. Ask for Sean Walsh. You won't be disappointed. All right, that's it for me. Thanks a lot for listening, and I hope you guys have a fantastic uh, week ahead of you. Fantastic weekend. It's still going for me. I'm going to have another Sapporo or two and uh, call it good. Thanks for listening to I Want to Party with Bob. Good night.